Recorded live in the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days, underproduced and over the top. I'm your host, Arch Madness. Appreciate your your patience. These last few weeks, I had to, had to switch a few things around, but we are good to go. And at the end of the show, I'll have a rundown on all the upcoming episodes uh, that have been scheduled so far as we wind up 2021. So, anywho, my guest on today's show, recently married, he and his lovely bride had one of the coolest weddings that I've ever been to. In fact, my wife said if she can ever ditch me, she's got a ton of good ideas for her next wedding. <laughs> uh, this young man always has my back when it comes to the Dave and Sammy Wars. He is, he is the thunder in South of Eden, the one and only Tommy McCullough. T, what's up, man? What's up? All right. So good seeing you, man. Dude, great fucking seeing you. Welcome out to the... Welcome out. Jesus, Arch. Come on, man. Well, it's underproduced, so we got to keep it. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the Hawks Nest. It's been uh, it's been a little while since you've been married. It's the first time you've been to the Hawks Nest as a married cat. I, I, listen, you know, I feel like I'm walking into like a, a members only club nowadays. <laughs> you know, it's it's the Hawk Nest, but I come in and there's already a beer ready for me. I'm like, you yeah, it. he knows what's up. And knows, we have a, have a uh, like a basket full of of koozies, right? <laughs> yep. So when you when you come, you got to do the uh, the koozie draft. <laughs> and I was like, just to let you know, you're in Alyssa's. Uh, your wedding <laughs> koozie is in there, so hey, I, I'm glad that like one of them ended up being put to good use because we still have like 80 of those. Fucking Do you things. really? Oh Do- my god, they're all over the place. <laughs> Every single bottle in the house has one. Mm-hmm. Like we we tried, like we tried to get like get rid of them. We we ordered way too many. <laughs> Well, it was a great wedding, man. Thank thanks, you, man. thanks for letting thanks, me. Sh- thanks for DJing or that announcing was, or whatever was the great. technical term for that bullshit is. No, that was cool, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was an honor to do it. We had so much fun. Uh, Dorsey, his wife, and, and my wife. It was just, we met some, uh, like like I told your mom, man, we met some forever friends that day. It was Hell really, yeah. really cool, man. Hell yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was fun. I mean, the, the whole thing was like we wanted to make it like relaxed and fun. Gotcha. Yeah, which weddings nowadays I feel like tend not to be because the weddings I've been to are never relaxed nor fun. Well, this, they're fun. They're fun. But they're never relaxed. They're never relaxed. They're never relaxed. This and that, relaxed that's what we want to get go. That's what we wanted to avoid, man. We didn't want to go and like jump through a bunch of fucking hoops, you know. We had a blast. It was yes. great setting, great day. Congratulations. You're still married, right? Everything's good? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, for the, good for the foreseeable future. Right on. Good, 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 good on you. Good on you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh so let's let's we heard, and I kind of told you this before we went on, because I wanted to kind of, I just wanted to hit you a little bit to what I was going to talk about. And really, the, the whole South of Eden story, we had uh, Ehab on, told how, it, him and Nick, mm. and that part of the, of the equation. And mm. then you and Justin, and school, and bands together, and that part of the equation. When, when it gets to South of Eden, actually when it gets to Black Coffee, mm-hmm. then it goes to South of Eden. Mm. So... We've heard it. It's been documented on this podcast very, very it's well. It's in the archives. But but I want to know, and this, I'll do the same thing when I get Nick over here. I just so where'd you grow up, man? You're 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 an Ohio kid. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. No, I grew up in uh, I grew up in a little last town called Johnstown. Yeah, man. It, it's north of New Albany for anyone that doesn't live uh, close to it. Because I the Johnnies, right? The Johnny the Johnnies, right? It, where the fuck did they come up with? that? I don't know, but it's like it's it's so well known oh, in right, central right. Ohio. Oh, hold up. So okay. so a little bit of backstory here. So <laughs> the, the world's most complete mastodon skeleton. Mm-hmm. ever found mm-hmm. was dug up in a cornfield in Johnstown in the 20s. Wow, there's probably some badass team names in that. The jo- when I was, <laughs> listen, dude, listen, when I was in high school, I was like a freshman, okay? They put out a petition, like a student petition to change the names from oh, the really? Johnnies to the Mammoths. Ooh. And the 
fucking football helmets were like looked Think like they were that. covered in fur and they had big tusks and shit. I totally voted for that, but it got it it it, it got its ass clapped. So well, I mean, it, it kind of died. As a as a as a Van Halen fan, I probably would have voted for that Man, myself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, my God. absolutely. And and my dad was like, my dad was definitely pumped about possibly. Us being named the mammoths. Well, yeah. let, let's let's say this, and before we even get to you know you being in band and all that stuff, I mean your dad, a drummer as well. Oh yeah, oh, his band currently is called uh, Only on Thursdays. Okay, because they're because uh, they only practice on Thursdays. But uh, they're they're, okay. they're awesome. <laughs> like they just nothing but a bunch of cool ass dudes. They do like they do everything from like radar love to like creeping death. Like, you know, any, any, any rock to metal type stuff they do. Uh, back in the day, he used to be in a couple bands called Fall of Man and Digital Black. And that's actually like, that ties into like how me and Justin met. Cause, uh, him and the, the, do I go for the notorious J O E or do I go for Joby one Kenobi? Oh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going I'm to stick with, I'm, I'm going to stick with the notorious J O E, but he's the, been on the show before. The, the, just, yeah. The fantastic Mr. Joe Veers, uh, him and my dad have been playing together since like the late eighties. And, uh, so <laughs> when, uh, when my older brother who went to high school with Justin texted me and was like, Hey, I knew this guitar player. I literally, I'll never forget it. Cause I texted him back. I was like, I don't want to jam with your stupid fucking hippie friends that are sitting out of the horseshoe and jamming on acoustic guitar. <laughs> and he, Cause I was in a band at that point, you know, whatever. And he was like, Oh no, they, he's a, uh, he's jamming with Glenn and Bob Veers. And I was like, yo, okay. Like, you know, now you're talking. Yeah. The Veers don't like slackers, you know what I mean? Right. In terms of music. So like, you gotta be pretty good to jam with them. And, uh, so I went over and met with them and that's how I, uh, how I started playing with Justin was, uh, was through that connection with Joe. And, and I mean, love sick radio and, and, and oh, dude, oh, every, and, every, yeah. and dude, everything. And that's the kids. I'm just saying whatever Joe touches is absolute gold too. Not to man. mention he's in like eight different bands right now and they all kick ass. They it's all not, kick It's really ass. not fair to be honest with you. Like that, that cattail brew band. Oh I, yeah. I, oh yeah. I, man. I forgot about them. They dude, kick, yeah, dude, they're kick they're, ass. They're really cool. It's like, a, it's like the dudes from, from rat bastard syndicate. And, Love those dudes. And Joe, no, that's a whole other, ba I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Seriously. Uh, we, there's a million tangents. There's, uh, you, you can go that route. I just wanted to, you know, I thought we were just going to talk about the Johnstown marching Johnnies or whatever oh, you were. Dude, oh, then, dude, listen, okay. But when you, when, you know, I brought up your old, your old man, and it's like, man, there's such a lineage there, and just all the great bands from that tree. Oh yeah, with, with Joe Veers and your old man. And oh it's yeah, just, all those guys, man. That's just I the uh, yeah the uh, the the lineage is definitely long. Yeah. Well, and, and my dad went to Johnstown too. You know, so like we're we're literally clones of each other. Like we're both the long haired drummers named Tom McCullough who went to Johnstown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Would so he have like, voted for Mammoth? Did he say he would? I didn't oh, miss oh, that part. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, yeah, he would have too. Because right? my he mom did say that. Okay. My mom like didn't grow up in Johnstown, but she, you know, and she's like I love her to death. But she was like, oh, it's a tradition, you know, keep the. And me and my dad were both on the other side, like fuck the John. That's a stupid fucking name. Change it to Mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but no, man. Yeah, I like. I speaking of high school and marching band because we were talking about marching band earlier, and uh, I nice that was for flight pattern, Bob. Go ahead, R.I.P. in Florida, <laughs> in Florida yeah. until April, right? <laughs> Where he we're dead to him, quite honestly. Yeah, I, oh I, yeah, everyone here up here would be dead to me if I went to live in Florida right. for. Second I'm sorry, round. I'm sorry, but go ahead, T. I apologize. I threw my back. Uh, was it? Oh yeah. So the question was raised at some point, like when was the first time you ever performed? like musically 
and came off stage just knowing you killed it. Cause right. like that for any musician, that's like, that's a very special feeling. Like when you know the crowd loved it and you know, you killed it and everything like it's, it's, it's like, it's like drugs. Gotcha. But, uh, my answer was marching band. Yeah. My, my answer was freshman year of marching band. Cause we, cause I went, I went to high school with 400 kids, 200 of which were in the band. So on football Friday nights, there was like 50 people on the freaking football team. There's like 20 <laughs> cheerleaders and then like 200 people. So like the entire <laughs> high school was there like every right. single, and then everybody else was in the student section. So the band was like a huge deal. Playing right on, music man. in general was a huge, which is strange for like a town in the middle of a cornfield, you know? Well, I think any great high school experience, we were called the wall of sound. Oh, oh, and, uh, damn, we should have come up with that. But, but no, I just, I, I think any fun high school, high school experience. And I wasn't, I didn't play an instrument. I wasn't in the band and, but I think when your band's good, it oh, does, yeah. it oh. does kind of help the, the Friday night party a little bit. Right? Well, and, and the other thing is like, we were, we were always like playing against like other high schools that had like as little or fewer kids than we did. Right. So God love them, but they're, they're fucking marching bands that have like 30 people. <laughs> know, in them, and they become like, and then like the very, the very first, the very first like, like show that we ever did when I was in high school was a sticks. We did, uh, Mr. Roboto, Lady, The Grand Illusion, and Renegade. Damn, so dude. so we would like we would march out on the stage and we had this like banging ass like, you know, we march out on stage like a fucking army, you know, and we got out there and then we would start Mr. Roboto, and like two hundred kids playing as hard as they possibly can on trumpets right. and drums, you know, and like, I always felt bad for the other marching bands because we would just rack their shit. Right. Dude. And, and drums are so important. Oh, amen. I mean, really? Amen. If, if marching in anything, man. Oh yeah. You oh, need you some gotta, goddamn you drums, You gotta man. have a rhythm, I mean. And I was right. a bass drummer. So I was definitely like giving them the, giving them the foot rhythm, you know? Right on. You know, did that, did any of this, if we're going to transition into rock, mm. did any of this help your i mean I, I, duh it helped your drumming as far as being in a band and stuff but i mean what what did you take from that was it a just a sense of i, I don't know well, honestly, i don't know i mean honestly, I, I don't want to sound dumb and say did it help your sense of timing <laughs> did it help you I don't, I don't know but what was there a comparison was there a bridge there the, the, yes honestly because like the two things the two things that like because we were a pretty rock and roll like marching band like mm -hmm. we did we didn't play to a metronome we didn't like we had like drum breaks which were like big ass drum solos yeah, in the middle of the show and it's like OU style uh shout out to mr joe carver uh old school band director there uh but he uh he really taught showmanship there you go. Which I think is, is the number one thing right. that I, cause like with a marching band, a lot of the times there isn't a lot of showmanship, but man, we were sell like, that shit. Oh, right? we were, we were sell slinging it. those bass. I used to do a headstand cause I played like a 30 inch bass drum and I'm short as fuck. So I would like lean down and put the bass drum on the ground and then roll my whole body over and do a headstand. But like, yeah, I would, I would have to say like showmanship. Okay. Let me just throw this out there. And this is for probably oh, about another 20 or 30 minutes away okay. from this, this discussion. But I wrote uh, talking about, I'm going to later on ask you about your favorite drummers and your influences and stuff like that. And I wrote down three or four of mine, mm. but there's one in particular that I think is going to be an interesting conversation with us. And I, I wrote showmanship down and I, I, it's, it's, uh, 
you, you don't say that a lot about drummers. No. Okay? Well, especially not nowadays. Okay, okay. All right. Fair enough. And I'll bring that up later. And so when we discuss stuff, I just wanted you to, to know that... that I'm, that's going to be the connection I got to deal with? Well, <laughs> it is. It is. And I don't know how you're going to feel because it's a real hot button in drumming. Mm. With this, when I when, when I talk about this cat... I am honestly really excited. I know. I know. Okay. I'm, I'm ex- I, I'm, and it's cool you even brought up showmanship because that was the last note I wrote when I was writing down my my favorite drummers. I was like, how do I sell this drummer to Tommy? <laughs> right? And But look, your parents are my age, and, and so I have a feeling that they're at least one of... It's not going to be your dad that likes this Eek. guy. But, Mom. But maybe. Mom, maybe. Maybe. maybe okay. Maybe. All right. So it'll, it'll be curious to see. So showmanship. Yeah. That helped. Uh, some of the bands you were in before Justin Young, so that'll help oh, tie this all together. I mean, was it was what was your first band? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I mean, because your dad was in band, so obviously, I was, uh, yes, Tommy, this Tommy McCullough also going to to be in a band some way somehow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you knew this since you were you know five years old. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first, the very first band I was ever in was called Sulcus. And we thought we were being really creative, so we got on Google Translate, and we translated uh, <laughs> English to Latin, Okay, and we were trying to come up with different, like, you- like, like, you know, rock and roll in Latin is not very cool. Right. So, anyway, we ended up Googling, like, Google Translating the word groove okay. to Latin, and groove in Latin is sulcus. And we were like, oh shit, we're groovy. The hell yeah. You know what I mean? So come to find come to find out later though, uh, sulcus is technically the medical term for the grooves on your brain. That's even deeper. Which dude. I thought which I mean, it, it, yeah, not, pissed I'm me not voting no on that. But yeah, it, I was only like I was in I was in that band, which was just me, my best friend on bass, uh, and then one of our buddies on guitar. We didn't have a singer. Um, so we were just all instrumental. <laughs> Sulcus or, 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 or Johnny's? Which, which which name do you like better? Oh, Sulcus for okay, sure. Right on. Come on. Okay. Right the, on. I low key hate the Johnny. Okay. All right, man. Low it's key. Uh, just I, I. I mean, I rock the shit because like I'm 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 that, I'm like proud your, to be from Johnstown. Yeah. But like, okay. what a dumbass. I mean, okay. The only I never. The only, okay. I thought it was I thought it was a, a sense of pride, but it's not. Oh no 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 no. There's definitely Johnny pride. Don't get me wrong. You can talk shit about Johnny's, but, but I no, absolutely no. No, absolutely not. Yes, it's like siblings, man. Right? <laughs> Nobody can talk okay. shit about Fair my enough. sister except Fair me. Enough. You Fair know? Enough. Right. I can call my wife a river rat. You can't no. call me a river rat. No, absolutely not. Okay. You can. I don't I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. I, I really don't. Some dude in the line in Kroger can't call you a river rat. So, right. Exactly. I don't need that dude's shit. Yeah, fuck him. So, okay. So, this band, Sulcus? Yes. So, how old are you, bro? Okay, so this is like freshman year of high school, and I have some pictures, and one, because like we we never played a show. Got a koozie? Do you guys have a koozie? We do do have a koozie. Dude, we don't have a koozie. Son of a bitch. I know, but we didn't have any merch. Our merch game was weak as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So, we never played a show. Um, the only like evidence that we have of that band is my dad took us into his recording studio and uh, let us record a cover of Day Tripper by the Beatles. Oh, right on. You know, and uh, it was the three of us on vocals. Ooh. I don't have to tell you, I can't sing and I couldn't sing then. Right. And neither could they. It was bad. But I was like 13 years old. So... That's, that's at the time, do you remember at the time, was it the coolest fucking Oh, my thing ever? God. Oh, absolutely. Ever? ever? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, like, we, we went in there and, like, 
you know, because I had always been in dad's band room. Like, I'd, I'd been going in there my whole entire life. But, like, to be in there with all the mics on your shit, you know, and, like, you're you're the one that's playing. It's so cool. So, a little bit of fast forward. Justin filled us in about um, and the band you guys were in together. Plain before, Old Henry. Plain Old Henry. Mm. The good old days. Yeah. Some great stories. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I loved, I loved being played. That was like the first. That was the first band that I was ever because like, I was in Sulcus and then I was in another band that I don't even think had a name. It was the same situation, like just me and a bunch of buddies from high school. Um, my future wife actually sang for that band for like a day or two. Okay, uh, back in like seventh grade. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and then I quit that second band to be in Plain Old Henry, and like when you go from like never playing a show except like the high school track meet, which is a true story, uh, you know, to like, Hey, welcome to this band. Okay. Our first show is at the Newport. Our second show is at the Arosa. And our third show is like at, yeah. Oh, you know, Shecky's or what, you know, it's like, Oh my God. These are, yeah. These that's, are like yeah. bars. This is like, this yeah. is where real bands play. You know, it was, it was wild. I, and I've, and I've, you know, looked it up here over the last few years, but I saw, like there's that one picture of you guys out in front of the Rosa, which I just think is yeah, with right, Rick. dude. God love him. That's the rock and roll reverend, man. That oh, is love. badass, yeah, man. My mom totally flipped because she used to work at the Rosa back in the day and like loves Rick and like yeah. There's a lot of history there, and uh, so she she loved that picture. She was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, your folks, man, and uh, it's just it's great people. Oh, and yeah. you can tell. Dude, honest to God, every one of you guys in South of Eden is just—I I think it's—it's a, a perfect fit, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, like you, you know what I mean. It really is a perfect fit. I—I I feel like I feel like we all we all are different different upbringings, di- but di- but yeah, but we all we were all raised with that realness. How cool is that? You know what I mean? Like we were all raised to be real. Like right. screw the bullshit, get straight down to tax. What and, you know, you know, like and that's how like that's how we communicate. And, and you're the one. From the way uh, Justin told the story, just basically said, "Look, man, you've got this ehob. You've you've got you you've got to talk to this guy. You got to meet this guy. This is you guys are you guys are dialed in. We're all dialed in here, right?" Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like when when Plano and Henry broke up, and so Plano and Henry broke up, and me and the Veers boys were like, "We're gonna keep going." You know what I mean? Like we we obviously want to keep jamming. So we formed a band called Electric Dream Machine. Which I didn't realize was a "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" reference until much later, because I thought okay. that was a dope name until I figured out that it was like a joke band. It's like Spinal Tap, basically. <laughs> but uh, so we named ourselves that, and you know, we were sitting around, and it was me on drums and Glenn on guitar and Bob on bass, and uh, we were like, "Well, who who are we gonna who are we gonna get to have to be a singer?" And so we were brainstorming. They were like, "Oh, what about that that dude?" Uh, from straight laced, whatever his name is, it's some funny name. I don't know what it is. What's his name? So I was like, Hey, listen, I got this. So I, I literally like looked up straight lace Facebook page, which was Nick and Ehob's band. Right. I'm sure you know. And, uh, so I, I found his Facebook and he was stupid enough to have his phone number on his Facebook. Um, you can't do that anymore. Like, you know what I mean? So Oof. I, so I texted him and nowadays knowing how little he ever texts back, it's really a miracle that he texted me, but he literally texted me in like five minutes. Cause I texted him and was basically like, Hey, we're trying to put a band together. Like you want to come jam? Boom. Immediately texted me back. So then, uh, that was like me and Ehob's first time ever like doing anything together. Right. Um, and then Justin came back from winter break and I was kind of like the matchmaker. Cause like I was going over to like, 
EDM practice and like jamming with with all them and Ehab, and then I was going over to Justin's house like the other days and jamming with him because he's just my boy, you know. Right, I mean? right we're, on, we're, man. We're just we're just homies, and uh, I was like. I went to both of them separately and I was like, Hey, so like, I know this guy named Justin. And then I was like, went to Justin. I was like, Hey, so I know this guy named Yob and like, we all need to like, you know, and, uh, so I, I, I it makes sense, man. Make them Looking together. at it now. Oh right? yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I, I seen that shit. When they make the movie, <laughs> when they make the movie, Tommy, when, when they make the movie, I'm telling you, man, are you guys that you're in the studio? Are you, you're in the studio right now? That's what I'm hearing. Oh yes. There's, there's, there is buzz about town. So you're in the studio. Oh, the town's a buzz. Uh, so what are we, so, well, Dorsey asked me to look at how Dorsey said, look, I know you can't see him, but look at how gingerly he's going about this. Okay. I wish you guys could see, I I wish you guys could see. Look, man, find out what's going going. on. Find out the (laughs) truth. If they're, if they're in the studio, um, yeah, I don't know what all we can talk about, but you're in the studio. What I can confirm is that we are in the studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are recording a large amount of new originals. Um, the next question that people will ask is what about the rest of the other originals, which will remain, uh, Oh, good. Unanswered for now. Okay. Um, but we are recording a large batch of brand new shit that no one's ever heard, like even live. Um, but we are going to be airing a lot of them for the first time on stage at the new year's Eve show. More on the new year's Eve show in, uh, just a little bit. Did you guys play any of these? Okay, so I want to talk about the festivals, too. Okay, number one, I got that answered. Thank you. Oh, yeah. You you guys are in the studio now. it sounds fucking great. I know it does. I know it does. (laughs) I know it does. I saw Justin. We were watching the Jackets the other day. Oh, God. And he was was trying to watch the game, and I'm like, dude, I can't wait to hear that new shit. (laughs) I can't wait to hear that new shit, Justin. He's like, just be patient. patient. Justin's got the little angel and the little devil. He's like, show it to him. Yeah. Show him all. Yeah, he's uh, he's like, no, let's just let's just get to two points here, Archie. No, no, we'll, if 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 we'll we if we, if, if, if we had anything at all to show you, you would have already been shown. I know, bro. I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I so look, check, check in the studio. Yes. Let's talk about these festivals. What do you do in a in a, in a festival type setting? I mean, so what we did, we played one of the new ones. Okay, okay, at the two festivals. So if you can. You can find some YouTube link to it. I saw, I saw you guys doing a Zeppelin tune too. Oh hell I saw yeah, that. Black Dog. Fuck that yeah. was pretty incredible. Now that would have been the first one. So that was louder than life. Yes. Okay. So that's down in Louisville. Louisville, right? Metallica. Oh. That that particular night. Praise be. I mean. Oh yeah. So and what was it? So what was that like? I mean, and Tommy, I saw you at uh, and it, and it wasn't. It was a Sonic Temple at the time. But the old rock and the range. Oh yeah. Tour. I saw you guys there. You you you. you I mean, you've you've done the festival thing. Um, but I mean, but that was more of a, that was, that was black coffee. The, these were, yes. First off, the, that was black coffee. So I'm, 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 I guess I'm talking about the experience itself. The experience looked itself, a little different there at louder than life. It, bro. it dude, it, it was, it was <laughs> it great. A little I different. Mean, the, uh, we, we got lost on the way to louder than life and the chick who was supposed to be our day of show contact was a fucking idiot. Jesus. Um, Tommy, I, 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 hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying her name. It's underproduced. It's underproduced. So fucking idiot quotes. Okay. okay. Um, so she didn't help us at all. So we, we got there late. Um, very late. Like, gotcha. I think like 45 minutes before we were supposed to go on late. Fudge. Yeah. Dude. Not fun at all. So oh. we, 
But the good thing is the stage manager, his name's Kenny. He's a fucking G. Um, he was a stage manager for us at Sonic Temple as well. We've run and Epicenter actually. So like every time we played a festival stage, except for Aftershock, he was our guy. Gotcha. Um, total hard ass OG. Been doing this since the seventies. He's cool. Um, so we pulled up and he was like, he was like, man, what the fuck are you guys doing? Get your shit on stage. Come on. You know, he was like busting our balls basically, but it was all lighthearted and uh, we got everything set and sound checked and everything worked out perfectly fine. So being late didn't uh, sounded amazing. Oh dude, it was awesome. It was uh, that something about that stage, something about that setup or that monitor system. I don't know, but dude, damn, it sounded. I had good. a chance, had a chance to talk to Ehab after that show, and he's just like, "Dude, Arch, I can't even tell you because it seemed like five minutes. It just oh, went yeah. by so quick. It was so freaking cool. It was just a great moment, and then it was, it was, it was Done over instantly. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I, I literally like. I don't have any single memory whatsoever of any times I've ever been on a like a festival stage. Like I remember every second leading up to it, and then I remember exactly what happened like after we were done. But like, in terms of like the little shit going on in between songs and stuff, I don't remember. So let's get caught up with, with the band, the entire band's history. So uh, we had uh, Sonic Temple. Yep, and, and then it was then you guys did go not long after that. Uh, yeah, just uh, the next weekend after that in 2019 was Epicenter. Was Epicenter, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then yeah, so Carolina. now 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 we're south of Eden. Mm -hmm. Who was the? And I don't know. There's a trivia question out there. Who was actually the first person to say the name South of Eden? Uh, actually, on stage and, and bring you guys out. And oh 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 yeah. Hold on, wow. hold on. Is it? Wait, uh, on, look, I, I, I need it's in here somewhere. I need something to shuffle. Here we go. It's, it's in here somewhere. Yeah, it was me. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah it was you. you. You did give birth. Like, you gave birth right on stage, oh, dude. In front of yes. God and everybody. Yes. And, it, and that seemed like just a few minutes. It just <laughs> went by so quick. It was such a rush. So, as South of Eden, uh, we do uh, Louder Than Life, and then you go out on to the West Coast. Yes. Right? And this is, this is with Metallica again. Yes. On that. Right. Yes. Amazing. Uh, like well, actually, we we played uh, we played on the same day as Metallica at Louder Than Life, so we stayed okay. and watched them. Uh, we were not in town long enough to catch Metallica, unfortunately, at Aftershock. Aftershock. Yeah. Now, was it the night you were there? I'm just gonna throw stuff out. Was it the Misfits? Was the Misfits, Misfits. on? Oh, son of a Misfits, bitch, bro. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So put that on the fucking resume. Tommy. All that. All that. <laughs> Holy and a bag of cow, chips. dude. Oh yeah. That see, Aftershock, I think, may have been the funnest festival experience I've ever had because we flew in the day before. Um, so we had like a lot of time and we got there super early and like there was no rush or anything like that. Right. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, I actually have a pretty incredible aftershock so, story. So is this, okay. So I want, I told you, I was like, Hey man, I want, I want to talk about these festivals here this past fall. And you go, Oh, Arch, I got a great story. Do you need another brewski before this story? Cause we can, we can no, do but this. You can't pause this thing. Can you? Cause I got to yeah. pee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, thank God. And it, now it, like I say it's underproduced, but it's like, but it's produced just a little bit. So, and we're flight pattern mob back. <laughs> do you notice how I did that? So I said, we're, and then boom. Oh, but, nice. yeah. And now it'll, it, dude, it's going to flow. Cheese. It's going to flow. So good. Your aftershock story. Tommy McCullough, South of Eden. Let's hear it. <clears throat> so we go to the green room area, which is dope, by the way. Aftershock. And, and what part? What Sacramento. This, oh, Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, Sacramento, California. And so we uh, we go <laughs> we go to the backstage area, and the dressing room that we have is directly next door to MGK. Oh, oh my God! Is you're, this you're the now? Is this the show? Did you already get told this story? No, okay. no one's told me this. I and that God. was, so this was at Aftershock when he gets, 
right, with all the shit with Corey Taylor and all that, all the Slipknot fans. Wait, what? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, that was, that was, no, 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 that was way before um, the beef. You had beef before. Dude, dude, they... he he attracts beef, dude. He attra- he's pulling beef on Corey Taylor and Eminem, man. Like like I look, I refuse I refuse to comment on All right. MGK. All right, but, but the new hashtag is he hashtag he attracts beef. He attracts beef. He All is right. a beef magnet, dude. Okay. <laughs> Ohio people because sometimes are we we attract a lot of beef too. Yeah, I know, bro. I'll go for it. Specifically from I know. Yeah, go you for know. it. Like pattern, Bob. <laughs> so. Our, our dressing room is right next to MGK's. Okay. And so we're outside, I'm smoking, we're hanging out. Um, and there's this girl that is like way too young to be back here, like hanging out. And she's like shooting volleyball with people. So she's going around and just like hitting volleyball back and forth, whatever. Okay. Well, I, I fucking love volleyball. Okay. My, my boys play volleyball. For, for no my reason. Wife's I'm a volleyball coach. She's I, a volleyball coach. I am the least athletic person that you'll ever meet, but I okay. fucking, I go hard for volleyball. Okay, dude. cool. Very Love it. Right and on. dodgeball, of course. Right on. So, Uh-oh. so we're standing out there. This was after our set. And have you seen those brown corduroy bell bottoms I wear? Uh, yes, Maybe you, not. Have, you have more than one pair. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. So I do. I'm just throwing that so, out there. So, set the scene. I'm in these brown corduroy bell bottoms that got bought last Christmas. They may be a little too tight nowadays. Okay, I'm working on it. So, <laughs> right on. So right don't on. judge me. You're crowd anyway, counting. So, so, so we're we're all hanging out at, like out in the smoking area, <laughs> and uh, so this girl who I come to find out is MGK's daughter. Right, so that's why she's hanging. What MGK's daughter? Okay, so that's why she's hanging out backstage. So she's going around playing volleyball with people, and she comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, you like volleyball?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I like volleyball! Come on!" So, so we start passing it back and forth. The very first thing that happens is I accidentally beam it directly at MGK's face, and he gets it. Like he he intercepts it. Like it doesn't hit him in the face. But I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, shouldn't have done that. Whatever. So we we continue playing, and she squibs one. And when I tell you that I went low, tell me this, why are you why are you trying to like dig and why are you doing all this stuff? Because I love volleyball. He loves volleyball. All I right. love I, volleyball. It's the first part of the story, Arch. Okay, Come I got on. it. He loves I love volleyball. volleyball. So she squibs one right to the dead center. I I go for it deep. I mean like mm-hmm. full mm-hmm. lunge, right? Mm-hmm. And I get the ball first off. Let let that be known. Congratulations. I, I make the fucking shot, right on, dude. No, I get you. And as I'm making the shot. Akin to a can of Pillsbury biscuits, my pants rip open from my fucking right kneecap all the way through my crotch to my left kneecap. I'm talking, they fucking exploded. Wow, dude. It's like twisting the biscuits, right? You twisted the biscuits, man. And I'm wearing, I'm wearing my neon blue dinosaur underwear. Oh, Oh, it's the whole thing. So I go down, I hit. That's the way she goes. I feel the pop. I look up. There's MGK. Mm-hmm. There's his whole band. Right. There's his whole crew. There's all these other people backstage that I'm sure are famous, but I can't name just based off theirs. And I like look up, and the very first thing that goes through my head is like, oh shit. That was like right in front of his daughter. And like my undies are hanging out. So like, I don't know if he's going to be cool with this. That was like the first thing that went through. Right. But then like a split second later, <laughs> him and his whole fucking crew just started cracking up. Oh, thank to God. To the point where they were oh, almost thank crying. Thank God. And oh, I like, man. I just, I look, what do you do in that? You know what I mean? Arch, what would you do? Like, like just 
full split. Full I don't know, split. man. There I don't was, know. Like I, the same things you're saying are the th- same things that I would have <laughs> been going. I want to make head. sure that her dad, who has his uh, crew with him, yeah, they, every single one of them could beat my ass three times over, and there's like twelve of them. Yeah, man. You know, you're what I mean? outnumbered. So I'm like, I'm you're like outnumbered. oh, by f- we're all all four, all four of us are outnumbered yeah. by three, yeah. and they're all could kick our ass. And so I, the first reaction was fear. And the second reaction was laughter. So then they laughed. Oh, everybody was fucking cracking up. So, so then he comes over and uh, he, he's like, I mean, you were being cool to his kid. Oh man. yeah. Oh yeah. And he, he comes over and he's cracking up and he's like, man, that shit was funny as fuck. Okay, he was well, like, cool. he was like, well, now I like MJ MGK. Oh a yeah. Little bit oh, more he's, now. he's cool. He's seriously a really fucking nice guy. Okay. There you and, go. Uh, he's got, so, I'll tell you what, his old lady. Pretty, pretty nice too. <laughs> You're going to have to get Justin back on the show to really go in on Megan. But I never thought she was that hot. Uh, well, that's fine. I mean, I'm, dude, I just, I, I, anyway. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. So I, so I split my pants and I had the sudden realization that I didn't bring any backups. No, you didn't. Fact. Fact. Why, why would you go Because I'm a fucking, fucking rock and festival. roller, dude. You're I'm a festival. bell bottom. Why would I change my pants? I, I guarantee you Glenn Danzig's got more in one pair of britches. At the goddamn festival? Well, yeah, because he's touring with his entire wardrobe. I was touring with what I could fit in a fucking backpack. <laughs> so what'd you wear? So what'd you wear, okay, man? So I'm, I'm standing there, and so now, so now it's me, the rest of the band, and MGK with my pants, like, right split on, the fuck right up, on. and we're talking. And I'm like, damn, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do for pants. So I'm, like, starting to, like, think, and I'm, like, trying to, like, come up. And finally, like, like this is just Ehab and this is why we're friends. He let me simmer for a solid like three minutes. Which he, is had a long he had the answer. Long time in that. Ehab had the answer. Yeah, and he was like, hey man, I brought some extra pants. We're the uh, same size. And I was like, you douche, give me these. Because I was like going, I was like, I was like, guys, I don't know what I'm going to do for pants. And like Ehab was just standing there the whole time knowing that he hadn't pants. You're like, <laughs> like Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers up there, bro. You gotta go with a sock and that's about it. it literally, it's all I had, dude. And uh, so, yeah, no, Ehab caught me a pair of pants and then we ended up hanging out uh with them uh but yeah really that, that so was, that's like a whole other it, that that took a turn with mgk that i didn't think was gonna oh yeah he, he came over he smoked a blunt with us and Jesus. hung out and yeah right. he was cool all right he was, he well was you cool know shit. what maybe i mean fucking, we're all from ohio right on so maybe I mean? maybe slipknot's the one with the fucking problem man. i definitely am not gonna right? say that nor am i gonna say that eminem's the one with the problem <laughs> that is all their beef and not my beef all i can say is out of the three of them that i've met one of the, the mgk is cool all right, I, enough, I bet you that Corey Taylor's cool to do it, though. Dude. Eminem might just kick your ass for no reason. I don't know. Fair he's pretty, enough. And I don't hard. know. Yes, I mean, 8 Mile was a great flick. But <laughs> my thing is, uh, with, with, uh, with, with Corey, I really... I, see, I like Stone Sour a lot. Mm-hmm. I do. I, mm-hmm. Nothing against Slipknot. I no. get it. It's all cool. Oh, they're 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 fucking... percussion wise, right? Oh yeah. Hello. I I, I saw. I mean, I with, with, with you think it with Joey, God rest his soul. Oh and then, yeah. And then yeah. Max's kid. Oh my God. Yep. That's some percussion wise. Oh yeah. And with the way they do, he it, always has incredibly good drummers. See, yeah, the way. But we, I, but I I do I do prefer Stones Hour. I do. I do. Too. I, do too. I, I do too. I do too. Is that crazy? I saw them. We went to Rock on the Range the year that uh, Chris Cornell passed, rest in peace, mm-hmm. and uh, he showed up and did like a bunch of acoustic stuff, and then great I think voice. the- Great voice, Oh, man. God. And then I think the next year, I think, uh, or maybe it was that year, that would explain why he was there. Um, but anyway, I saw Stone Sour at Rock on the Range, and it was one of the best live shows I've ever seen. They were fucking amazing. That's cool, man. Great tone, great feel. Oh, yeah. Justin gets mad when I say just great tone. <laughs> He's cured me of that. 
Like I used to say that around my buddies, but like Justin totally cured me. <laughs> of great it. tone. Someone's like, man, that guy's got great fucking tone. And there are there's tone. And he's like, Arch, this for the guys you're talking about, there's some feel in there too. Oh yeah. Oh, for so sure. Don't, feels don't, so now I say tone. <laughs> I do not stop with tone. I always finish it with, with feel. feel. Hey, before we talk about the New Year's Eve show at Flanagan's, uh, and I know it's not one of your insulators, it's one of my insulators, oh. but Dwayne Staley had a present. He goes, hey, if you get Tommy on the show, this is before I even got you scheduled. Oh, no so way. Dwayne, Dwayne wanted you to have this. And Wait. Oh. Dwayne Staley, the Dwayneado, the pride of Lancaster. Oh, dude, Dwayne the Rock. Come on, man. What is that? He wanted you to have its... And this was before the... I think it's a Geico commercial or even, but it's... Uh, it's Animal from the Muppet. Oh, yes! And that's, yeah. Look and at I'm, that. I'm telling you, if it's Dwayne, then it's, 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 there's oh, some vintage oh, to it, too. Oh, oh God. That's I, some vintage to it, too. Guys. He doesn't, dude, he's hooked me up. It's got Animal. It's got a drum set. It's got an anarchy symbol. <laughs> I, it's, right? I, it's got a checkered flag, even. Dwayne, oh, he loves fuck. it. Dwayne, yeah. he loves it. First Dwayne, off, he loves have it. I met Dwayne? Uh, you have. Dwayne was at the first uh, fire pit here at the oh, you're at. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, I did. Okay. Big fan. He's a big fan of South of Eden and everything. He's just he's a good dude. Well, good fucking dude. thank you to Dwayne. I'm gonna rock that shit. Right. Oh, okay. Hey, and it's to... red. Red's my color. Okay, there you go. Love red. Boom. All right. That's why I rock my QFM '96 T-shirt all the time. Dude, I appreciate that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. All right. Well, and we got you one that was uh, with this with the cutoff sleeves. Dude, too. you gave me like six. I know, right? <laughs> well, dude, you guys. You know, you and Justin and the guys are just rocking those things. I rock those. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what we're ordering. Guess what you're getting. Guess what you're getting for Christmas, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Something QFM related. Can I get it signed? Mm. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought okay. I thought he was just gonna leave it on the. Mm. No way, man. Like just, yeah, no fuck way. Fuck you. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Mm. Flanagan's QFM ninety six. It's a uh, QFM ninety six presents South of Eden. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm all, I, I just tell people it's the cube party. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm like, hey, yeah, check us out, you know, New Year's Eve at Flanagan's. Get it? It's the cute party. And, like, we're getting a room and stuff. I mean, more on that. And I'll have details as we get closer. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, same with us. And I'll make sure that I get one of you guys on the horn with me to call the garage here just as we get closer to that date. But uh, you, there's many different ways to check that out. So, oh, yeah. But find out about the uh, the New Year's Eve. Yeah, uh, Flanagan's.com. Yeah, uh, Flanagan's in Dublin uh, is is the best way to to find it. We have links on our Instagram, links on our Facebook, links on our uh, you know SoundCloud yep. or whatever the hell else we have. I'm, I'm not I'm not the social media guy. I fixed the bus. Right. Everybody, everybody else runs the social media. <laughs> you do fix the bus. I fix the bus. Those yeah. are some great stories too. We should oh, just have a whole thing. We should do a whole the bus episode. chronicles. We're just talking to the guys from South of Eden. I gotta get. I gotta do a solo show with Nick. Yes, and then. Then, then I think the bus, the bus chronicles. I dude. think, I think it's the Nick, bus is the currently bus. broken down, as it always is. Is it usually just now when you guys did that that tour down south and stuff mm-hmm. uh, over the summer? In fact, we just missed you in Florida <sighs> by like a week. But any that's neither here nor there. Damn, was that a water issue? No, <laughs> they overheated. The, the first, the, like the first, we don't tour, need to go into it f- to too much detail. But there's, there's, there's some issues with the bus. The first tour of the South was great. The second tour of the South was not great because we're okay. having, uh, let me see, we're having brake issues, we're having radiator issues, mm. we're having um, transmission issues, and uh, oh, and one of our headlights is out. Well, that's gonna get, yeah, dude, and that gets you pulled over. It does, and that's no when good. I was growing up, we called those pediddles. 
Oh yeah, where you smacked the, and you the, hit the dude. Oh yeah, Slu- yeah, not slug bug, I, I, but hit, then I'm this hit. was there were slug bugs. If you if it was a Volkswagen, you got hit. Yeah, fuck slug bug. And then you had the uh, the thing where it was it was where there was one light and you had to say pedal. Or did you? We also had the thing where if you farted, you had to say doorknob and you what? had to grab something. <laughs> this was just with me and my buddies <laughs> at Marriott. It was it started in junior high. Oh, yeah. We had junior highs back then. Oh yeah. And, I uh, had junior. What, what the hell are you talking about? I, I don't know. It's all these middle schools. Well, shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. Middle school. Yeah, that's it's what middle we call schools, it. yeah. man. When I was growing up, it's fucking junior high. So. I'm growing up. I won't do my best. So you'd fart. You'd fart. And then you'd have to grab. You'd have to say doorknob or find something that opens up <laughs> anything. It could be a doorknob. Whatever. Yeah. yeah a then box. somebody would punch you until you said doorknob. I want to pass that along to the band. Do the bands do different games? That might be something you guys oh, want to try. Christ. Tommy McCullough, some of your favorite drummers. And then I get to talk to you about my uh, showmanship. The mm. last note. Oh, yes. We've come full circle. Oh, we have. Not completely, but we're like, we're rounding third. We're rounding. Okay. So, but go ahead. Do you want me to tell you some of mine? Because let me go first because yeah. you're the drummer. Yeah, give me some. Yeah. Because I, people want to I know wanna hear more about yours. I want to in do, the mind of Arch. I wanna, I'm going to do mine quick. Then that way we can really talk about the guys that influenced I'll, you. I'll give you a one word answer. Okay. Oh, I know what yours is going to be. Hmm. Neil Peart for me. Preach. Alex Van Halen. Yep. Phil Rudd. Oh God. And then I'm. Gonna, this is the one. This is the one. And you got to remember, from about '86 until '92, mm-hmm. this band was my world, and this guy was. It's Lars. It's Lars, man. It's Lars Ulrich. No, fuck yeah, Lars is a god. I. I. I and he catches. I mean, he's. He's. You know, I, there's the you, horses. Kind of in a different stable nowadays. He fell right off of it, you know. Well, okay. You know. But I'm just saying, especially in the late 80s, oh, and even yeah. through the Black Album, you can say what you want, but I mean, it was his, the reason they are where they are, and I don't talk about this a lot mm-hmm. on here, because I just, it's it's kind of, you, you catch a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. But I was a Lars guy. I, yo, I was a no. Lars guy. Oh, yeah, I was sure. a Lars guy. And my, the guys I grew up with are like, yeah, you about, you about time you fucking admit it. <laughs> but I was, man. I was a huge Lars guy. And uh, promotionally, huge. marketing, you know, Metallica was like the furthest thing out in left field or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was doing it before Jim Brewer, Amen. by the way. Amen. I was Jim doing Brewer. the impression before Jim Brewer. You know, Metallica was, you Metallica. know, we're like the furthest thing out in left field or whatever. Dude. <laughs> I'll play um, tennis. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Lars. And the showmanship. There was something to it. And, and Tommy, as a drummer, mm. it has dropped off. I get it. You know, like when people bag the guys that I liked in the 80s and stuff as far as their, their singing abilities. Mm. A lot of them have dropped off, T. Mm. A lot of them have dropped off. Mm. And I think, I don't, I don't know if, if Lars has really honed his craft as he's gone along here the last 20 years. 25 years he, or he, not. He didn't, he didn't take the was, same road that Neil Peart did. But it was huge, man. When, when I heard Ride the Lightning, when I heard Master Puppets. Oh, yeah. And you can, you can, and the Newstead fans, and I'm one of them, you can bitch about justice all you want. I fucking, that's a great the album. The fucking, the drums, and look, we can, we fuck, can, di- fuck, dude, fuck we anybody can dissect. That's not a good album. I'm just, okay. Fuck anybody that says it's not that's a good my, album. It's, that's, that's one of my favorite albums ever. I love Injustice for All. I do. I mean, it needs, I mean, they, I get it. It needs more bass, I but. I get it, I get it, but, but I think. Those were some of the greatest riffs. Hetfield, that was some of the greatest riffs in, in heavy metal ever. I will ever say, I will that say record. that my James favorite era, because I've looked at them all up and watched like everyone mm-hmm. that I can mm-hmm. find, my favorite era of live Metallica was the Justice Tour. 
That was insane, I, dude. It, just it was insane, totally dude. I saw him three times on that tour. Three times uh, on that tour. Started in 88 at the Ohio Center. And that was, uh, and then Queensryche opened that up too. Oh, yeah. And they, they, would, they had That's just released, they had just get. released Justice for All that fall. Mm. And it was a fall show in Columbus. We drove up for that. And it was just, and, it, and the thing was, man, it was, there was hardly, and we're, we're going to get into your favorite drummers. Amen. Let me just kind of riff on Metallica here for just a second. Dude, I love Metallica. I will talk Metallica. So that, that whole thing from like 88, that, the 88 and 89, those, those two years, man, that was a, in, Cliff was probably one of the greatest bass players in, in metal ever. Yep. But that band, the... but that band, when Newstead came in and they were fighting for their fucking lives, yep. that was one of the most, that was one of the best heavy metal bands I had ever seen in my life. And that, that's, that's the honest to God's truth. From 88 to like 90, 91, and they were solid through, through the black. I'm, I'm, and I'm not. Oh, performance wise? But they were oh, fighting yeah. for their lives. Because I, I, I remember we saw them Same at the Ohio Center. Hey, we saw them at, we saw, yeah, we saw them. Yeah. Saw him at the Ohio Center, and it was three quarters full. Saw him in, in Pittsburgh at the Old Igloo. Ooh, uh, and that was a it was the first part of '89. It was Jason Newstead's birthday for that show. They dropped a cake on his head, <laughs> and it was cool, man. It was like three quarters full, and then you know, and then they released one, and then that summer I saw him in Charleston, West Virginia, and it was almost full, and it was insane. The show you see in. Uh, uh, the binge and purge at the Seattle show in 89 at the end yes, of the summer. Yes. This is a famous show. Oh yeah. I've seen it. Well, I, I saw mean, him. I, I saw I him, I saw him there, at the beginning of the summer. I saw him in June. So I saw him like a month or two before that went down. And me and my buddy, I, I've talked about this on the show before, but me and my buddy Todd Estes walked out of there and then we're like, we're done. They're not our band anymore. Man. Uh, it's, it's yeah, this is going to be huge. Whatever. Yeah. They, and then they did black. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Lars Ulrich. Well, I'm glad you don't, I still got my I, still got my my drumstick from '89 Charleston. I caught it. Mom, mom, my mom got fan. a drumstick from uh, Lars too. Yeah, she had to fight it off. She uh, he threw one to her because she was front row, and uh, he threw one like he pointed to her and then threw it to her. And this big dickhead behind her like grabbed it out of midair, and then Lars somebody like, helped her. Lars like yelled Jeez. at him from the stage like, "No, fuck you. That's for her." And he ended up giving it to her, and she got it guilted framed. him into it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Go Lars is good for a guilt trip. That's awesome, man. But what a cool. That makes me feel better because oh, I was I, like, oh I, my dude, god, there's no way Tommy McCauley's gonna be like, dude, for, Lars look, is an absolute douche. And I, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's just you know, I'm a Kiss fan as well, mm -hmm. so I'm you know, I got to defend Gene Simmons from time to time. It's it's, it's a so tough you, job. It's, I'm a Kiss it's, fan. It's a as tough well. job. So it's one of those deals. Lars is that same persona. The thing, the thing, the thing, the fact no that Metallica is, without him, and I know everybody else is like, oh, you know, you see some of those cruel T-shirts and shit. Oh yeah, should have been Lars. Should have been Lars. And yeah, but it's like, man, no, fuck that. If you back in the day, man, Lars was the spokesman. Lars was the guy that was out there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, dude, and, and he, yeah, and that's I, why I gravitated. My to dad, him. my dad loves Lars. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So okay, I mean, because cool. he, uh, yeah, think Christ, he, like, I was going to edit this whole thing out because I didn't know if the old man was. <laughs> he was like, Jesus. He was talking about <laughs> Lars for ten minutes. Right. No, he, no, he loves. Lars. I mean, he's, he's, he's. A, uh, I like to call myself the same thing my dad calls himself, which is a Lars realist. You know, right? That's that's, what that's, I am, that's, that's the whole. I mean, you look, look. You, I mean, like, you know, fucking, uh, you know, like somebody like Giddy Lee, like Giddy Lee can't sing the way he did in 1981, right? But right. he's still Giddy Lee. It's, like, exactly. like, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. Lars can't play. Like, but have you, have you ever, like, the thing, the thing I always want to ask is because, like, drummers like to talk a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like, 
mostly loving, but like I feel like with Lars, like people get really shitty. They get super shitty with and, him, and man. I'm and I'm like, okay, well, right, okay. So you're you're you know a drummer who's talking shit about Lars. You're 25 years old, which is the same age that Lars was when he recorded Masters of Puppets or Master of Puppets. Sit down and play that fucking album. It was sit, so good, sit down, dude. sit down, sit so down, good. and play that fucking album, and then tell me that Lars sucks. You're wrong. It's the same thing as Phil Rudd. People talk mad. Drummers talk mad, mad shit about Phil Rudd. I don't even get. I that. don't get. How it. do you do I, that? How down, do you fucking sit do down that? and play any ACDC album? How do you do that? Ever? You sh- it's impossible. You can't. It's there's Jesus. Phil Rudd angst out there. Oh. Yeah, I think you get tons. More of of, the, he's boring. He plays well, yeah, four I hear four that. every single. So he plays the same that. thing. Okay. fuck you, dude. He did. He did what he Jesus. needed to do for the song. He yeah. is an absolute machine. Oh, dude, Phil Rudd. Is Phil Rudd is like. I mean, he's one. He's top three for me. A seventy-five-year-old Phil Rudd might have been able to well, kick twenty-one-year-old Phil Rudd's ass. And he wears the fucking Newman batting or the 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 gloves, the receiving. Don't gloves, talk to me about and, gloves. And then he don't, fucking don't, has don't the smoke. He has that cigarette, and it fucking it's halfway. It's like Phil, are you gonna tap <laughs> that thing? Shut <laughs> he, up! Yes. He'll, he'll put a hit out on all of us. Hey, Amen. Right after he shoots right. up. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Who's your favorites, Tommy? Who? Do you, I mean, obviously, Sheesh. I'm gonna guess number I, one. Yeah. Who is it? What's Bonham? John Henry, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. So like, ah, God, my, my drumming list goes. Is that your dad's guy? Because uh, that where I'm, I'm trying to figure out where you had it. Where, where'd you pick up the Bonham? Because it's so tough with my dad because my dad's been through, through so many stages. Like he was like a speed metal drummer in the eighties. Like his favorite drummer was Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Dude, he's uh, the best. He's, he's the best out of, out of the, uh, the, the original metal. out of the, out of the, uh, the four. Like I, I think Lombardo. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh absolutely. Without a and question. I love Benante and I love Charlie. Absolutely. I love and so Charlie. does he. Yes. But Lombardo. Yes. Lombardo murders all of them. Yes. And without, well, it's not well, even close. In my opinion, it's not even close. If, if we're talking metal in terms of like Slayer type shit. Yeah. Lombardo is the best metal drummer of all time. In yes. my personal yes. opinion. God, dude, I was, that's something I check on my list that I was able to see Hanneman and, and oh. see Jeff and, and Lombardo. See, I'll never get to see him. That, that's, I'll I'm never just, get to see him. I hate that, it. That has to be. That yeah. has to be. That's Phil Rudd and well, Malcolm. I know, dude. Just, all right. So, yes. <sighs> I love him. But, uh, but yes, sorry. basically, like, when I was, I mean. Your old man was into Lombardo. Fuck yeah, he was. Loved Lombardo. Loved Slayer, too. Loved Mr. McCullough. Lombardo. Mr. McCullough, I love Slayer, too. Absolutely. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh. Huge Slayer fan. Oh, me too, man. Um, but yeah, so ba- <laughs> so so basically, yeah. My my dad, like, when I got to a certain point, was like, "Okay, this guy's John Bonham, and uh, he's the greatest ever. And you can like it or leave it. It doesn't matter. It's a fact. Uh, he is the number one, and yes. you can deal with it." And then I started looking at like different drummers that I loved. Like I like I like I love Dave Roll. Obviously, love yeah. Tommy Lee, love Chad Smith, love all these dudes, and every single one of them, without fucking fail, every single interview mentioned John Bonham. Yeah, man. like it's 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 undeniable that he is the best <sighs> ever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I break th- I break drumming down into two categories. There's headhunters and there's groove drummers. So headhunters, oh, right on. like they like they're, they're they're ripping your head off. You know what I mean? They're collecting heads. Like right. they're they're ripping your head. So those dudes are like Buddy Rich. Um, Ian Pace from Deep Purple. He's still powerful. Oh Got this, me and Dorsey saw him two years ago. <sighs> yeah, still so powerful. So, so still so powerful. I. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, one of the best drummers alive. Where's Vinny sit with you? Uh, Vinny. Vinny Paul. Oh, God. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge I, Pantera fan. Yeah. Huge damage plan. Huge. Very. 
gigantic Pantera fan. Yeah, me too. Big me too. damage plan. Me too. I get, I get that. I get that. But Good yeah, sized but, hell but, yeah. But yeah, Vinny, Vinny's amazing. He wouldn't make my top 10. Sorry. Rest in peace. But. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he wouldn't. Okay. In like, in like rock or in just metal it, general. If, if we're talking about my top 10 of all time. Right. It would be like Bonham at number one. And then two through 10 is in no particular order. Okay. But I would have to. Yeah. Who else you got, T? I'd have to say Buddy Rich, just because. I mean, he's that's but he you sold know, his soul. He did, but but that's uh, you know that's like saying Dwayne Eddy or Les Paul or yeah. Eddie, I mean, they're just he, they're just they're, those guys. They're iconic. They're just those guys. Truly, yeah. they were iconic they're, before they there was were, iconic. They, exactly, they were yeah. iconic Buddies, to yeah. the people who are iconic nowadays. Gotcha. So uh, Bonham, Buddy Rich, um, Ian Pace, I mentioned earlier, Neil Pert. God, it's tough. Um, Don Brewer. From, oh, I get you. From, from Grand from, Funk from the Railroad. Funk, Fuck yeah. Praise. I know, dude. I know. Never, I know how you roll. I know how you roll with the Never gets funk. enough credit. That whole band doesn't get enough credit. He, he, may, be, he may be. That whole band doesn't okay. get enough credit. So my... my uh, Dorsey and I have that conversation all the time. Grand Funk, like, for me growing up, and I don't know if people will, will appreciate this or not, but Tesla and Grand Funk... What a owned, weird combination. Owned the radio in their time. Oh, yeah. But oh, get absolutely. ignored 20, 30 years down the road. And the thing, 40 that, years the down thing, the road piss, the thing that pisses me off is like the same thing that they happened. Don't. The same thing that happened to Metallica kind of happened to Grand Funk. Because like Grand Funk was a band in like 67. And they had an album in like 68. And they had like four albums before Some Kind of Wonderful came out. And they are all balls to the wall yeah, brutal i mean in terms of, like the the most brutal rock and no, roll you could play in 1969 just, yeah, you know man. what i mean grand funk is like, so special and it's incredible un- yeah incredible oh god for people that honestly it, it, like i said dorsey i bring me and dorsey up all the time but we have these conversations it's like you know as far as bands that are disrespected over the years mm. and stuff it's like no man fucking grand funk god. like i i think and i'm gonna see tesla here but this show will air i will have seen him Last night, mm-hmm. they're one of those <laughs> rock bands that I think get overlooked. I mean, uh, for my alternative Tesla, friends, Tesla for my alternative for my alternative friends that I grew up with in high school, uh, they said the same thing um, about the Replacements. There was this band called the Replacements, and they were supposedly supposed to be, but they never they didn't get accepted. Thin Lizzy is one of those oh, bands. Well, you goddamn right, I you do. But Grand Lizzie. Funk. Might oh, be yeah. on a whole other level. Oh, these yeah. other bands that get disrespected and and like not appreciated Dude, as time Grand goes Funk by. Funk graduated Grand from Funk. disrespect to forgotten. And it's mm. a fucking criminal act because, dude, well, those first four albums that they I'm made. I'm in classic rock radio, so uh, I'm part of the fucking problem. It, well, I'll leave that. You said it not. I'm me. working on it. I'm working on <laughs> you it. You are. And We're listen, working listen on it. To I'm your captain, bro. Dude, you know I'm your mean? captain, you bro. You are my captain. I'm your captain, bro. All right, so. Who else we got? Who Bonham, else we got? Buddy Rich, Ian Pace, which I learned is Ian, not Ian, because mm-hmm. for my entire life, I called him Ian Pace until I saw him. Right. And the singer was like, oh, it's Ian Pace. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's Ian Pace. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Um, Don Brewer. Yeah. Um, Ginger Baker from Cream. Yeah, ba- God. yeah. Come on, dude. Um, oh, my second favorite drummer of all time, directly behind Bonham, is Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. Yes. <sighs> right? 
Right? Oh my god! Right? So much shit. If you're a drummer and you don't love Bill Ward, I don't respect you. Yeah, because like, dude, that that guy. Not only did he invent heavy metal drumming, but like, he perfected it. In my opinion, he invented it and perfected it in a in a millisecond because he was just a fucking animal, and like. Metal is supposed to be this like crazy animalistic, just energy driven music. And I, I, you know, I have this fight with everybody all the time. You know, all the, all the new metal guys who are like, oh, well, you know, Sabbath, you obviously respect Sabbath, but like, they're not as heavy as like well, people now. Well, Shut the, same, the fuck up. That's the same they're shit. They're heavier. That, that's the same shit that Phil Rudd gets. I mean, yeah, you know what I Phil mean? Phil Rudd's on the list too. Praise fucking be to Bill Rudd. Ringo. God. Yeah, man. I Fucking love a. Ringo. You're damn right you do. Ringo Ringo changed my life. Like yeah, man. honestly, get, like and I, I know that's like I know that's like a Stereotypical. Like Let's go back to fucking showmanship. Showmanship, my Let's go man. back to showmanship. Oh my God, what a G. They all had it. All yeah. four of those cats had it. And not to mention fucking he was a Ludwig guy for but, like but ever. Like, Ringo, know? like, he's one of those guys that you wouldn't talk. Yes, he's the butt of jokes now. He's not even the best drummer in his house. Oh, I shut mean, the Zach, fuck up. Dude, Zach Starkey is so fucking Dude, yeah, he's good, but he ain't Ringo. See, but Ringo had that flash. Well, he the, had that showmanship. The, the same, the same thing. Hold throw on. it, throw it, T. Yeah, got it. The same thing that applies. Oh, I got another one here too. Yeah, Jesus. you do. Go ahead, keep talking, kid. I'm gonna grab me another brewski. The same thing that happens oh with. Oh my god! <laughs> a lot happening. The same thing that happens with uh, with Phil Rudd happens with Ringo. People love to talk shit about Ringo. And I the and the response is exactly the same thing. Sit down and play a fucking Beatles song, and you will sound like a stiff bitch. Well, here's the thing: when you're in a band mm. with I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw these names out there, see if any of them stick. Nobody's John Lennon, okay, Paul right, McCartney, yeah, yeah. fucking George Harrison. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But I I think they were all they were all stars in their own right. And Ringo was huge, man. From huge. what my sisters tell me, you know, my sisters were big Beatles fans. I got a kid in there. My Tommy, it's Thomas, hey. McC- his middle name's McCartney. Oh, Same, Thomas yeah. McCartney. Thomas McCartney. Yeah. That's when sick. I when, when I got to interview Paul, I was like, you know what? That's I mean, that was life changing. And I'm like, that's. I've, if I ever have a boy, his he will. Yeah, he's gonna Middle have. He's gonna have McCartney. That's we're we're all awesome. German in here, but I'm, I'm gonna throw McCartney in. There, hey, dude. my name is McCullough, baby. We got Damn some. Right. Hey, listen, Damn we right. fight. We we, right. we fuck our way into every bloodline, my dude. <laughs> we fuck our way into every bloodline, dude. Just to let you know, and and my mom, everybody was so happy with that too because they knew what the yeah the Beatles what the were reference huge. was. Well, yeah, and that was big, man. That was big. And then if Jesus if. if God, the, the last two spots are hard um, because there's so many drummers that I like and there's so many drummers that are so good in their own right. Like somebody who would maybe come in at like an 11 spot for me would okay. be somebody like Tommy Lee. Yeah. Fucking love. I mean, talk about showmanship. Yeah, talk showmanship. About showmanship. showmanship. And, and, and what he did with it. He in totally my personal opinion, the most game. talented member in Motley Crue. Cause that dude does shit on the drums. I'm with you. I'm with you. That dude. That dude does shit on the drums that I don't understand. I will. I will give you that. But I'm going to tell you that Mick Mars is a close second. Oh, yeah. And that first album, Too Fast for Love, the drums on that were so big, Tommy. They were so big. I, I so tried to. It's just that 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 record. Those first two records. Jesus. No, and Tommy well, Lee shout, was, was shout the third. Yeah, shout, shout was second. The, shout was second. So you had Too Fast. Shout at the devil. Girls. Yeah, theater of Pain. Oh, girls, no, girls, no, girls. No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, yeah I guess you lived through it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Damn, Shout was the second? Yeah, Shout was their second one. <sighs> and and Crew came out like every two years. That oh, was yeah. like a big deal. So it was like 81, 83, 85, 87. Boom, I mean, they, boom, they, boom, they, boom, they, boom, they were boom. nailing it, man. Yeah, and dude, every single album that Crew released in the 80s was fucking gold. It was. Like, but Too I, Fast I for Love. It. Too Fast for Love is just... The guy said it to me, and it's the, it's the truth. I'm going to give my buddy uh, Beasley a shout out. Less is more. And mm. it is, and and it is in that case. Do you mm. find that when you guys are making records? I think that's with you guys. You have such a great Midwestern rock sound. Like everybody's talented, but it's like you don't need to just let it happen, right? Less well, is more at the, times, the, the right? Fact, the fact of the matter is, is like I like the most complicated shit in the band. You know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm into like Slayer. I'm really into Rush. I like Dream Theater. I like Mike Portnoy. There's another, there's another one, mentioned. dude. There's another um, one. But you know, so but we also all love the Beatles and Tom Petty and ACDC. Yeah. And the thing that you draw from all of those bands is uh, don't fucking think too much. Right. You know what I mean? Like, listen to any Tom Petty song on the earth, and you can take that motherfucker to like twelve in terms of complication. But he didn't, and that's what makes it. So amazing, you know? Tommy McCullough, are you ready for the Garage Days Weekly Top 10? This is for the week of... So I release these on Fridays with this show. Mm -hmm. So this will be November 12th of uh, 2021. Is that Friday? We're like, I don't know how that pee break's going to go. But yeah, it's every Friday. (laughs) I don't know how that pee break's going to go, but we're over an hour. Oh, 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 dude, it's so fun. This is so good. You're over an hour? Yeah. You need to take another one? Yes. Hold on. Because... Waiting. We are back. It's going to be my new thing. It's going to be my new thing. Drag. All right, this is the uh, weekly top 10. Give it to me. For November 12th, uh, 2021. Uh, number 10, it is the brand new Slash, Miles Kennedy, and the Conspirators. Uh, the River is Rising at number 10. Now, these are songs. Now, when we're in season, when Flight Pattern Bob is here. Ugh. God rest his soul. Down in Florida. <laughs> Down in Florida. Vacationing so, uh, without right. us. We, and, and then my buddy Heartland, we have uh, these these garage bars. So these are songs that we listen to, and these are our top ten. These are the songs we listen to. So we haven't been at Bob's in a week. <sighs> so there's not going to be any... Yeah, he plays all kinds of crazy shit. There's yeah. not going to be any crowbar, any of that experimental <laughs> fucking shit that Bob listens to. So the river is rising. Black so this flag. is Slash, Miles Kennedy, and the Conspirators. Uh, this is at number ten. Number nine. This is back into my uh, top ten. Some of these bands, you'd be like, I think I've heard my folks talk about them. A band called Y and T. Is it Mean Streak? No, no. Oh uh, no, it's, not. Which one it's is it? not Summertime Girls. Okay. It's a little. It's a little tune called Midnight in Tokyo, and it's back really? into my list again because I had a buddy, a guy I grew up with. The guy that I traded for that red line up there, Jason Ooh. Green, uh, he saw Y&T last week. And I was like, gosh darn it. And I didn't want to clog still up. still touring? Yeah. Wow. Minichetti's still doing it. it Love like, it. And I didn't want to like clog up his Facebook post and with stupid shit. I was going to say, did they do Midnight in Tokyo? And he's like, no, douchebag. They didn't do Midnight in Tokyo. But anyway, I didn't want to clog. I'm, I'm adding that to my playlist right yeah, now. Yeah, Midnight in Tokyo. You were going to. Midnight oh, in yeah, Tokyo. Tommy, that might be our first plane. Since Bob, should we play the theme song? Do is it. that is do that it. something? I mean, yeah. he's going to be gone till April. You, you, the look, folks want to hear it. Do it, and he's such a big fan of yours. I think. Do it. Here we go. Here it comes, oh yeah! It's fly pattern bound. Tommy, you want to take a guess where that plane's from? Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Tokyo. Okay. <gasps> I think it left at midnight. 
Very cool. Okay, you want to hear some bullshit? Just yeah, real dude. quick. I hate to Go interrupt, but no, like, throw it out there. Uh, I typed in midnight in Tokyo. Midnight in Tokyo, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Okay. For a second, I thought it wasn't on Apple Music, and I was about to be super pissed. I mean, come on. No. Come on, Apple. I love Y and T. I do too. Love Y and I do too. I do too. And there's a whole. Uh, speaking Chicago of Lars, straight. Oh, I know, dude. Summertime girls that was both, big both too. Of, both of those are on my uh, work playlist. Contagious. They, they do, there's there's a whole thing with Lars and when he first moved out there, and that was one of the first bands he saw was yesterday and today. Really? Yep. That's cool as shit. Number eight, Afterneath by Resist and Bite. This is Tommy Skeo of Tesla's band. This has been in my my top ten for the last two months. Okay. It's Afterneath, and it's a um, it's a great record, this this record, but it's uh, this is the instrumental. Oh. So it's an instrumental, and it sounds cool. It's like I've tried to explain to people, it's almost like I love late 70s, early 80s Kiss. Mm. I might play that for you. Let me, I'm going to put an asterisk beside that. We're not playing Bob's song anymore. It makes us too goddamn sad. Amen. So I'm going to put a, uh, I'm going to put an asterisk next to it, because I want you to hear that one, T. Yes. Uh, whiskey, uh, oh, excuse me, at uh, number seven is Blue Tomorrow. And that is Tora Tora. Uh, I had their singer Anthony Quarter. Do you, have you heard of Tora Tora before? I, I have. You I had, had that's, to, dude, that's, you're that's fu- the one my parents have <laughs> Come on, heard man. of. My parents. So uh, Anthony oh, Quarter, shit. tell your mom and dad that their lead singer actually called the garage a couple months ago. You're shitting. Me. I would not shit you. You're um, my favorite turd. It's God, my aunt Kate. That's would say. another thing my parents say. God. Yeah, my aunt Kate used to say that. <laughs> I wouldn't shit you. You're my favorite turd. You're my favorite turd. Uh, so Tora Tora, it's their demo from an unreleased third album. Uh, when they were having a whole contract dispute there and stuff, uh, that has hopped into my mix, and I absolutely love it. Check it out, guys. I, Blue I love tomorrow. demos. Is it slamming? You, you'll love it. There's another demo in this as well. Oh, nice. Number six, Whiskey Lich, Bourbon Train. They will be my next guest. They're going to be on the November 19th show. This is off their first stop EP back in 2018. Fuck yeah. And I, I love these guys. I, I really, really, really dig these guys. They're, they're a cool band. Uh, but they're going to they're gonna be here uh, next week, and more on that later. Uh, number five is Cold from Black Country Communion. This is their second album, mm-hmm. and I've, I've talked about this this band. I yep. just... I just yep, you, uh, you introduced me to this band, yeah. Love this band. So, uh, and don't tell your dad that Jason Bottom's in the band. <laughs> I know, I, I hate, it's a little, I, hate so, I know, and he's passed that along to you. Uh, number four, Pale Horse Rider, the Almond Bats Band. Mm. And uh, this is from uh, the Bless Your Heart album. They're going to be at Express Live on March 6th, and you can win tickets on uh, Afternoons with Arch Madness. <laughs> Selfless plug. All this week. But this show drops on Friday, so you, you fucking blew it. You don't have a <laughs> you chance to You fucking missed it, bud. It's a great record, great song. Anyway, I love them. Here we go. Number three, and this is a demo as well. Is this, this in is, order, by the way? Yeah, so I go oh, 10, wow. 10 through 1. Okay. And these are like songs, because what I'll do, T, is I'll look through like my YouTube. I'll look through all my searches. What are you jamming the most? And it, and it's everything. And then I'll check with the guys. They tell me what's what's on theirs. Yeah. And I just and then I yep. just go every week. Yep. I usually do it on a, on a Tuesday for those looking behind the curtain. Number three, Light in the Sky. This is the Van Halen 77 oh, demo. <laughs> and this is this is something, and I, once again, speaking of drummers, I need to thank Rick Martellino again. Oh, Alex. Hooking. Alex was on my top ten list. Oh, I, said, I, said, I said Alex's name, too. Okay. So, yeah, because I honestly, God we don't love need... Alex. We God don't, damn. And we don't need fucking Martellino's heat. Quite possibly the most perfect mix of showmanship and, and group. And, and you want to talk about underrated. 
when your brother is Eddie Van Halen yeah. and everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Alex is but pretty he didn't fucking care. special. He didn't care. He just Alex kept is, he just kept just, stacking bodies and didn't care that he was Eddie's brother. Fucking love Alex. And, and we just thank God you brought that up again. And I brought up Rick Martellino. We don't need Martellino's heat <laughs> when it comes to fucking Alex Van Halen. I fucking love that guy. Isn't he the Wait, dude? Does he hate? Does he not like? Well, he is like, no, he, that's his dude. Okay. Okay. That's then his we can relate. Then we can dude. relate. Okay. That's his fucking dude. And like, you don't. I bought a couple drum heads off him recently. Off Martellino? Yeah. God, he's yeah. good. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. So good. God damn. I love seeing him. that old school pictures of him with the, like his perm and shit. Oh, dude, and with the, the shock too and oh, stuff. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> Martellino's, th- anyway. Shout. God damn, I love him. Uh, and here's the thing. When you're listening to this and folks who've, who who check this show out weekly, Light in the Sky, and yes, you'll find that, and it's on the whole Zero demo and all that good shit, but what really drew me to this song, and it's the uh, complete video outtakes van halen look it up and you'll see alex van halen on it but go to the 53 minute and 57 second uh, mark that's when this song starts it's the whole uh, airport scene it's one of the coolest things you'll ever fucking see light in the sky van halen 77 demo uh, tommy that's you know what and that's the other one so we're gonna watch well, you think I ha- wait, 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 pause. You think I haven't heard the 77 demo? Oh, I know you've heard it. But I know you've heard it. it. But we're going to jam on it Fuck yeah. with at that 5357 mark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Of the complete so, so there's video a video? Outtakes. There's this video outtake. So this is somebody matched up. They, they this and it's been I don't know how many years. I don't want to piss off my Van Halen brothers and sisters out there. So I don't know if it's 3, 4, 5 years ago, but they released these video outtakes and they're fucking incredible Have from all seen. the old videos Have and it's just seen. it's nuts dave diving driving down sunset on oh his from like the from like on the his teacher oh. all that stuff him and al him and al riding in that car have you seen okay. wait, is, is this where where he snatches the beer out of the dude's hand dude there's all kinds the there's all kinds of stuff there's fucking all kinds of stuff gee. in this so oh my God. 53 minutes and 57 seconds is okay. when this song particularly 50, starts. I'm going to name a song 5357 <sighs> for you. Thank you, brother. Oh, that'd be cool, man. Uh, number two, Siren Song, brand new Jerry Cantrell, his new album, Brighton. Really? Really, really good. Really, really good. Really good. And uh, yeah, so I love that song. And number one for me, still, Low Res Sunset, Diamond David Lee Roth. It's the stuff with uh, John Five. And there's something else, Tommy, and I screenshot it earlier. Show and I wanted, I wanted to... Uh, oh, I turned my phone off. Jesus. Uh, I did that because I knew people were going to start texting me. How are you and Tommy doing? <laughs> so so uh, everything's good. Everything is fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Text to everybody. So here's the deal. I, 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 uh, I screenshot an interview with John 5. So John 5... Uh, Greg Bissonette. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they went and they did these songs with Dave. They went out to Dave's place, hopped in his studio, and they wrote these songs. And I've been, men- and, and hopefully Justin is going to listen to this one. So this is, this is something that I wanted to tell Justin about. I listened to his. As well. So check this out. Uh, this is with a, uh, and I'll give this guy, uh, this is Darren Paltrowitz. It's the Paltrowcast with Darren Paltrowitz or. Whatever. It's, I want to give that guy a shout out, and I did a fucking horrible job of it. So, uh, this is John Five talking about these songs that he wrote with Dave, and these are those 
these mid-tempo songs. I don't know if you've heard any of these, but I, one of them is Low Res Sunset. Okay. And it's great. The other one Is was, that the best one off the album? Is, no. is, is it a no. whole album? No, is check this out. So check this out. This is where this, this okay. whole fucking story is going. Okay. And as soon as I unlocked my phone, like I've got eight messages from my sister. I told you. Good God. I've got to shut it down sometimes. Good God. So there's these these the songs that he did with John 5. I heard um, about that. Yeah. So there's one. Uh, somewhere over the Rainbow Bar and Grill. And that was the one he sent out to Ed. It was a couple days over after. the Rainbow Bar and Grill, dude. So uh, good. So one of the cheeky. greatest lyricists. One of the greatest lyricists ever, bro. Oh, yeah. Hands and, down. And, 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 you know, anyway, that was what they were. Don't, uh, don't get on that's the That's what Dave they were talking train. about. Right on. Thank you. Because <laughs> we will go. So here's what uh, here's what John 5 says. He goes, it's, he goes, there's a song that I just can't wait for Dave to release. And it's called Nothing could have stopped us. And it's about Van Halen. It's my favorite song that I've ever done with Dave. And it's Damn. beautiful. I don't know why he's not releasing that one yet. And I just can't wait for people to hear that one because it's about Van Halen. It's just absolutely wonderful. I'm just really looking forward to him releasing that one. End of quote from John 5. And John 5 is a fucking badass. He's an amazing. Right. He's a fucking yes. amazing. Who, dis oh, right. who discovered him? And Becker. And all of them. And, and fucking, you know, you can say what you want about fucking uh, goddamn Frank Zappa. Love but my Zappa. fucking 15-year-old ass didn't know who Steve Vai was <laughs> until fucking David Lee Roth fucking recruited him. Ugh. Diamond. All those guys. Diamond. But for, for John 5 to say that. But, but, but here's the thing. And, and let me say this about John 5. I'm so, I like him. He's amazing. But he's so cool to Dave. He's always had Dave's side. Dave is low-hanging fruit just with his personality and the way people mm. bag on him. Mm. That I love John 5 the way he supports Dave and is always cool to him. Oh, yeah. And I, says yeah. nothing but good things about him. That song, I cannot wait to hear that song, Tommy and, McCullough. And, and the funny thing is, is, like for somebody that's my age, those dudes are both OGs. You know, those dudes are both fucking incredible. And the fact that they like are working together and releasing right. songs together right. is just fucking right. great. And totally wildly different genres, really. But Dave, but, Dave, some singers attract those guys, mm -hmm, man. Mm -hmm. or, or have an ear for it. Or if you grew up and played in a band and you got out of high school with Eddie Van Halen, it makes you go look <laughs> for, 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 good, for good guitar for players. something. You're gonna need it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he, he's had quite a few good fucking guitar players. God damn. Tommy McCullough, I thank you. I that hope you had fun with this. You. Did you have fun with this? I had a shitload of fun. I, I honestly God, this is gonna be except for the two P breaks, which is gonna be funny, and I think <laughs> we're gonna enjoy that. And I do though. We're back. That's we're, gonna be the new thing. We're back. That's gonna be the new thing for the show. That's Fuck the new yeah. thing for the show. Because there's always piss breaks and yeah, I like, is it cool? Because I know you say it's unedited. I'm like, dude, come on. Listen, come on. So it's nature. I had to piss so bad. I know, bro. I did too. Twice. Mm -hmm. Twice. Stop feeding me these beers, dude. I know. Look at look at all of them on the ground there. Wait, wait, wait for it. Do it, dude. Do it, dude. Oh, oh right now so some satisfying. some dude in fucking southern Florida is like something's happening. Something's happening in the force. He hears it's that. Flight pattern he, by. he hears that and he looks up a, a flight pattern on his phone. Uh, Nick, Justin, Ehop, tell him. Tell him I said hey. Oh, okay. fuck yeah. Please. Oh, absolutely. Please. Please. Who's bigger fans in this town than me and Dorsey? Nobody. I mean, your parents. Nobody. I get that. I no, get I that. think you might be a bigger fan than my parents. 
tell your parents I said hey. I will. God bless, man. I will. What a great time, Tommy. That was the you, best you know, time ever. And, and and Alyssa's parents, like I made friends. Like I'm I I'm texting. Oh yeah, Mark, he was texting. Dude, me and your father in law during that whole Steelers Seahawks yes, thing. Yeah, he was cool. Oh, Let me yeah. say, you all all you Steelers fans were cool to me through that whole thing, and I appreciate it. It's it's you know it's we it's, didn't have Russell Wilson. It's a bla- it, it it's a black mark on my personality, but I am a big Steelers fan. You uh you piss excellence every morning, <laughs> don't you? I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, I don't know what to do. Tommy, say hi to the family, both sides of the family. Most definitely. Upcoming episodes of Garage Days, November 19th. The guys from Bourbon Train are going to be making their way to the Hawks Nest. Everything I've heard, Tommy McCullough, I've dug. I've seen them live. Just a killer band. It's going to be cool to hear. Are they from Columbus? Their story on Garage Days, yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, just fucking killer band. Killer fucking band. I got to get on the Bourbon Train. Uh, uh, I think Dorsey gave Nick the uh, the EP. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at. We just Lord I just, knows where that ended. But up. But, uh, but no, but it's like it's just there's just such a great there's just so many great bands, young bands here all over the place. I just all I love over you the guys. place. I love you guys so much to, to death. There. Oh, can oh yes, sir. Are you still talking about your upcoming episodes? Yeah, go for it. So you know how you were talking about demos earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the Young Lust demo? Young Lust demo. Now, when I hear Young Lust, I think of Pink Floyd. Yes, Pink Floyd's demo of Young Lust. Christ alive, look it up, YouTube. Okay, there you go, folks. Amazing. You heard the man. Then I'm going on a Thanksgiving break, T. Yep. December 1st, check this out. Give it to me. Gavin Myers from, from North High Brewing. Nice. The main man. Whiskey Pete Wagner from Brown Foreman. The man's name is Whiskey Pete Wagner. Well, it's Pete Wagner, and he works for Jack Daniels, but it's we call him Whiskey Pete. That dude, fuck yeah, you work for Jack Daniels. Fuck yeah. So check this out. So okay, so Lair, I gave you Gavin from North High. Mm-hmm. I give you Whiskey Pete Wagner from Brown Foreman, and the professor Josh Daly from Mid- Middle West Spirits, and that's a uh, Ohio vodka. <laughs> yeah, bro. So check this out. Uh, they're all gonna be here in the garage. With me. That is December 1st. I have a blast with these guys when they come into QFM on Friday afternoons separately. And they're all friends. And, like, they're all texting each other when they're on the show and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? It'd be cool to have all of you with me here for one show. That's going to be raucous. We're calling it a summit of some sort. That was actually Josh Daly from Middle West Spirits came up with that. And we're on the summit, so we might need to... I don't know how we're going to deal with that title. Amen. Also trying to get the uh, the Dave Man rescheduled for December. When I do, uh, Dave Man and I are going to be ranking the first six Van Halen records. Oh. And we're also going to be breaking down, and I've kind of teased this before, and I can't wait to do this with Dave, but and absolutely, you talk about icons as far as radio in this town. Oh, yeah. But we're going to uh, break down the David Lee Roth retirement audio, and we're going to stop it, break it down, tell you our, yeah. So, and we're going to rank the first six. Which one's got impossible? Which one's got women in love in it? Because that one is Uh, number uh, one with the bullet. My my number one's number two, too. So, uh, isn't that so good? Mm. I know, dude. Appreciate the downloads. Tell your friends to download Garage Days. You know what? Hell, go ahead and tell the people you don't like to download Garage Days because I, I don't care. That's between you guys. They didn't do. They didn't do shit to me. 
Until the next episode. Their downloads are just as green to me. Exactly. All right. Until the next episode, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out.